welcome to the Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Full Circle, Circle Podcast. We are in Nantwich today at the Elevate yeah. Your Mind, Mind, Body and Spirit show with Diane. So we've been invited back. This is the second time, second time this sure. year that we've been back. So we're it back is. in we're yeah. back here very in March. At the Nantwich so. Civic Centre, that's where we are located currently. So we're up, up early with the larks this morning, weren't we? Oh, Definitely, we were. and we're lost an hour, is that right? Uh, the we gained an hour, back. actually. We gained an hour. But fall yeah. back, you fall back, you spring forward so we've had an extra hour in bed i don't feel like i am at all <laughs> Six so, uh, so up, up early and we're ready to catch the worm yeah i suppose some fantastic we've already been talking to a few different uh-huh. people today um some fantastic some nice new people as well to talk to uh will behind us with some fantastic different crystals some sound healing as well, isn't there? Yeah, different types. The so music today. The frequency yes, healing yeah. modalities. So, mediums. Yeah. And I think there's music as well. There is, Some chats there is as well. Music this afternoon today, at so, uh, quarter so, past yeah. one. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that actually. Because I think the person that um, is leading that was actually, his, his roots are in rock music. Oh, nice. Well. So, that would be really interesting. Oh, well. so, yeah, so Some nice be, music yeah, in the background as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a few old faces here, not old, but old, old, old Familiar friends. Familiar faces. Familiar yeah. faces. Yeah. <laughs> Rich, Rich is just here, Rich Odoms is just behind us. Um, and a couple of people that we spoke to last time as well, so Sunshine Holistic Therapies is here. Um, she's just been going around raising the energies, hasn't she? Which is yeah, really and we've been laughing positive. at me, um, uh, having a bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But... <laughs> We need to get a crack on, because we've got a lot to do. We have, yeah. We've got to pack it all into one day today. So We have um, indeed. So let's get cracking. And we'll see you all very soon. We'll update you later. Bye. Bye. What am I manifesting if my thoughts aren't positive? Negative thoughts. Yeah, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm manifesting more of what I don't want. Mm. So if you see number one, you're manifesting. Mm. Um, number one and number two... It's like just pay attention. You want to make sure that um, you're manifesting what you want to manifest in your life. Um, when you see fours, particularly if you see four, 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 you should really stop at that moment and think, what was I thinking then? And if it's negative, change it to something positive because you manifest it in quite a powerful way. The angels are telling you they're with you, but four, four, four is like stop. It's a heads up, stop. What are you thinking now? Change it, make sure you keep your thoughts positive. So if you know there's something that you want to manifest in your life and you keep seeing angel numbers, do you see any patterns in the numbers? 11, 11. 11, okay. So you are manifesting. We all have an incredible power in us to manifest, but that is really, really important that we keep our mind positive. 
it's so easy that um, there's, there's a wonderful story where this, this man um, found a magic lamp and he rubs it and he gets a wish and um, he, wants, he wants a beautiful wife. So um, he rubs the lamp and the beautiful wife comes and then he wants a big house and he rubs the lamp again and the big house comes and um, he wants pots of money, pots and pots of money, rubs the lamp and the pots and pots of money come. But the next minute he thinks, excuse me, I'm, I'm not worthy of all this. And, and suddenly everything goes poof and disappears. And that's what we do a lot of the time when we worry about things that we don't have. So the idea with the angel numbers is a little, it's a little reminder of the angels telling us that they're with us and that we're manifesting. Lots of people see the ones, lots of people see the fours. Um, and the different numbers all have something different, that um, different meanings to them. The angels communicate with us in lots and lots of different ways. And numbers is one of them. You will see signs all around you as well. So we see things like the feathers. We'll see a bird that comes into our garden all the time, maybe the robins. That's your signs from spirit that your loved ones are with you. You'll smell people's favourite perfumes and that kind of thing. And it all tells you that um, your loved ones in spirit are with you, you're not on your own. A lot of that. Sorry? Butterflies. Butterflies is another one. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, sign of transformation, the butterflies as well. So that's, your loved ones are with you, but that's also a sign for you that you are changing, that you are becoming the person that you always wanted to be. Now, your little um, sheets that you've got with you are going to do a little meditation with you, okay? Pick your card up. All of my cards are becoming with Reiki. And Reiki is a very beautiful, gentle, healing energy. It works um, on whether you believe it or not, it goes where it needs to. So when you hold my cards, we're going to do a little meditation and you're going to receive some of that Reiki energy through, through the card, okay? So just sit back, relax, close your eyes for a moment. and concentrate on your breathing. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. When concentrating on our breathing, we can't think about our troubles and our problems. Just think, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Take a deep breath in all the way down to the bottom of your belly and breathe out all the stresses and tensions of your day. Then slowly breathe in for a count of four. Breathe out for a count of six. So in for four and out for six. Allow your breathing to return to normal. If any thoughts intrude, simply concentrate on your breathing. Imagine roots coming out of the bottom of your feet and going all the way down into the ground. 
as you breathe out, imagine that any stresses, negative thoughts or negative energy is being taken down into the earth, through the roots, to be healed and transformed. Feel the card in your hands and focus on what you need to heal in your life right now. Feel the heat of the Reiki energy flowing from the image into your body. your mind, ask the angels and the healing Reiki energy to grant you perfect healing and protection for your highest good. I ask for healing for myself today, for my highest possible good, especially for Now imagine a beautiful, transparent, white cocoon of light coming up from your feet and surrounding your body to heal and protect you. Now imagine a beautiful, white, healing light entering through the top of your head and filling your head with beautiful white healing lights traveling down through your body and healing every cell within your body concentrate on your breathing breathe in breathe out breathe in Breathe out. Feel the Reiki within you and the angels surrounding you. The angels are here to bring you perfect healing, here to bring you peace, here to take your cares away, to make your worries cease, to lift you up on angels' wings just for a little while to carry all your burdens, take your cares away and make you smile, give you strength and make you smile. Release all of your troubles and worries to the angels and know that you are cared for unconditionally. Allow the peace of the angels to touch you and fill you and heal you on all levels mentally, physically and emotionally. You are held, loved and supported. Feel all of your worries stress and tension draining away through the roots in your feet to be healed 
and transformed. Imagine the roots closing up and going back into your feet. Now thank the angels and the beautiful Reiki energy for this healing. Ask them to remain with you for as long as you need them to. And when you are ready, feel your feet on the floor, your bum on the seat. Have a little stretch and pull your fingers and toes. Open your eyes and look at yourself first. And go about your day knowing that you are blessed with the healing energy of Reiki and the angels. So, we are with our first guest today, Crystal Will. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Will, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Good, good. Yeah. So, um, Will, this is the first time we've met, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. First time you've been with us on the podcast. Tell us about what you're doing, Will, today. Yeah, well, I'm presenting my crystals here today. I like to arrange them by shape, colour and energy. Um, I'm more about the natural form in the crystals, but I do realise that there is a market out there for polished items, and not yes, every crystal yeah. comes in a finished form. So, you know, uh, got to have room for all. Uh, but yeah, my passion lies behind the, the structured crystal, the one that's come out of the ground. It's been cleaned, and it's, it's here, a work of art. Yeah, you have some stunning pieces, Will. Can you tell us about a bit of a... Some, can you point out some of your favourite pieces that you have? Yeah. Well, I mean, a piece like this, which is, is quite rare. Um, even people at uh, sort of real crystal shows would, would struggle to sort of understand what it was. So this is uh, a Gwindal Quartz from Shaman KPK, Pakistan. It's three Gwindal Quartz all on top of each other. Yeah. Um, and the thing about a Gwindal is the sideways growth form of the quartz... And it's also, it twisted, so it sort of twists. So these are found in the higher alpine regions around the world. Yes. Um, so France and Italy, uh, well, France, France and Switzerland have some amazing pieces. Um, but if I was going to go for one of my personal favourites at the moment, it'd be something like this Gobi Desert Agate. Um, an eye agate from the Gobi Desert. All of these pieces here, polished by the winds and sands of the Gobi Desert. Yeah. Just found in situ. Um, and here they are. There's not much cleaning needed either because sand, fine sand is a great cleaner. It's abrasive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. And the winds whip across there. So a piece like this, this is found in the mountains of the Gobi Desert, like a vein form. So there's various different forms. Um, yeah. We all, I also like to work with uh, carvers in Bali. So we've got some Balinese carvers who work with us. Uh, the Whitby Jet yeah. is... Uh, a bit of a, a nod to Yorkshire, because that's where I live, so we'd be having the premium form of uh, jet in the world. We, we collect this and send, send it out to Bali with designs. What stones are in the eyes here? They're well, rubies. Right. So they, if you get a UV light, they really sing as a ruby. Right. We work with different crystals uh, to sort of embellish and add. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, a bit of a note. My favourite is quartz. Um, but uh, kunzite's another one that's very important. So, I mean, from a healing perspective or from even a, a mineralogical perspective, it's sort of 
one of the highest contents of lithium. Yes. It's a mood stabilizer in the, you know, but really it's all about the rebalance of the self, the cleansing of the self from others' attachments. Um, Kunzite's something I'm very passionate about. Uh, so I like to have some really special pieces of Kunzite. It's a very important crystal to me. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, all in all, I like to do grids with the crystals uh, to work with the land, um, to give back to the land, to honour, you know, not go with any idea, just live and breathe that moment. In, yes, and yeah. And just sort of try and interpret what's required. Can you tell me a little bit about your, your path? to finding and working with crystals? Yeah, um, many years ago, um, I, I, like, like many of us, uh, I was an intrigued sort of rock finder, always had my head down, looking in rock pools, looking on the beach for interesting stones, interesting things. I like to collect, I like to look for mushrooms as well to photograph them. And I, I do forage quite a few now, I'm more knowledgeable. But my journey with crystals um, I think my first uh, recollection was of the energy and my energy, energetic connection to them was uh, a little piece of meteorite I found in one of my favourite crystal shops in Leeds, Global Tribe. Amazing place, amazing people. And these, uh, these people there, um, I found, got this meteorite, I've walked up from work, it's a bit of a steep hill. Uh, this stone, uh, when I left, I left, I didn't buy it. I walked back and even though I was going down the hill, it felt like I was going a straight line one of the most incredible experiences. Um, and after that, I realized that I actually had a real connection to crystals and mm. that they really spoke to me. All at different times, it was always a different crystal. But that sort of got me into doing shows, doing talks on crystals uh, about their energies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now I come from a very different perspective. I... I don't prompt anything. I don't suggest the energies of any. I just want people to come and see, witness the beauty of the crystals, the artistic beauty of the crystal. The colour of the crystal is very powerful. Yes, you know, yeah. And energetically. So when they're coming here, it's more of a scanning exercise to see what calls to them, you know, because that's where the real power is, away from the logical mind and just into an interaction of the presence with a crystal. Lovely. Good, good. Uh, Will, if people wanted to get in touch with you, uh, is, there, is there a place where people can get in touch yeah. with you? Um, well, I'm known as Crystal Will on Facebook, or Will Austin. Um, and then on Instagram, uh, it's uh, Crystal Will Gaia's Art. And I've got a, an Etsy shop, which is still my old name, Gaia's Art, because I'm very sort of passionate about sort of giving back to Gaia, acknowledging everything this earth gives to us. So, okay. you know, it's still in my heart. Fab, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure, thank you, and yeah. we'll catch up with you very soon as well. Good morning, hi, here with Beverly at Pure Crystals with your lovely store with a fantastic quality, I have to say. Oh, thank your you. Crystals there. So, um, how did you get into crystals, first of all? Oh, many years ago, probably about 2006, I was at a low ebb and I just felt that I needed something and somebody actually bought me two crystals. Right. Um, and it was a rose quartz and an amethyst. Nice. And it was just then, I really felt the energies from those crystals and then it took me a few years and then I started to buy more crystals yeah. and I was drawn to energy healing, Reiki, crystal okay. healing and all of that. And then when I was doing my crystal healing, people wanted to 
buy crystals and there was nowhere locally that sold them. Okay. So um, I started to sell a few. So that was seven years ago. Right. And I've been running pop-up shops uh, in All Sager locally for six years. And then over the past, that was once a month, and then over the past five months, I've opened a physical shop oh, wow. in All Sager. So I've now got more crystals on display and a shop and a shop full of crystals so the pop-up shops what can you explain what they are so they were when i would just um attend this this shop in all sage where i'm based now okay uh it was in the studio upstairs where i would just turn up once a month with the crystals crystals. yeah yeah yeah. um like a portable shop yeah like a portable shop but now i've actually got a physical shop that i'm open four days a week from wednesday to saturday um, and it's beautiful because I'm in a, a lovely oh. space as well. And you're surrounded with the crystals. I'm surrounded with the crystals, and I also use that space for other things that I do. I do sound healing. Right, I was just going to ask you. Yeah. Um, so presumably you've done your Reiki, yes. sound healing, and you yes. do that as well. Yes. One to ones and things like that. And you do sessions. sound healing sessions as well. Yes, I do. I do um, sound healing sessions um, two nights a week. Okay. In the same busy. venue. Yeah, very busy. In the same venue, and it's I guide you know some meditation and a and a sound healing. It's crystals are my thing, so I use the crystal singing bowls. Yes. For that. I noticed um, that on your um, your banner there. The yeah. Back. Yeah. So you do all this yourself then? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband does help me with the setting up when I come to these events and stuff. But other than that, it's it's, it's, it's my sort of it's thing. it's me. Yeah. 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 And I believe it's your first time here at this particular show. Yes, I've not been to Nantwich before. I've attended the um, events that Diane does in All Sager, okay, um, but not this one. And it's been lovely to meet different, different people, people that have come been coming in, uh, and also the other traders here. It's, it's lovely. It's, it's a nice vibe, isn't it's it? It's a very beautiful vibe. It is. It's lovely. Okay, so if we want to find you, where can they find you? Have you got a website? Don't go on my website, no. Um, but if they go on social media, Pure Crystals Water Bottles, um, and they can find out all the details of where I'm based in All Sager. Um, and, yeah, just get my is details. Is that your Facebook there. page? Yes, my Facebook and Instagram, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Marvellous. So, uh, yeah, I hope you have a wonderful day today. You've got some really nice quality crystals. Thank and you. Really like that yellow fluoride. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for chatting with us today. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Hello. Well, I'm joined with Beverly from Cuba Healing and Cuda, Cuba Academy. Hi, Hi. Beverly. Lovely to meet you <laughs> nice on here. Nice to meet you. Um, thank you for agreeing for us to interview you today. Um, I'm intrigued because you were just telling us that you've got a book that you've published and you've written yourself. Can you tell us a little bit more about yeah, that? Yeah, um, so it's called Perspectives. It's basically my story. But okay. the whole reason why I wrote the book was to... Um, and inspire people really to follow through on their life path, whatever it is they want to do. Um, I grew up in Bolton. I had a little bit of a difficult time when yeah. I was younger, and but I was I was always led onto the spiritual path, even from being 12 years old when I went to my first uh, spiritualist church. Wow! And I, I just went in with my 24 pence bus fare. <laughs> and uh, the lady said to me on the door, she said, oh, it's 50 pence. And I said, oh, I haven't got 50p. Yeah. She said, I've only got my 12 pence bus for home. She said, oh, never mind, love. Come in and say, sit down. So I sat down and the lady came to me, the medium on the platform that day, and she said, you're going to be stood here doing what I'm doing. 
and like I say, I was only 12. My mum always says to me, well, what was I doing? Like, where, where was I? Because I literally went on my own. Wow, that, that's some bravery at 12 to yeah. do that. So and there must have been there. a call in there. I think there was, yeah. yeah. Um, not long after that, I went to Camelot and my mum had given me £10 to spend on anything I wanted and I went into the gift shop and bought a pack of tarot cards. Wow. <laughs> so, it was, for some reason, it was just always my path. I started yeah. doing readings at the age of about 17. I'm 48 Fantastic. now. So, over the years, I've trained at the Arthur Finlay College. I've just kind of really, like, developed and the beauty, I think, of mediumship and spirituality is you're just always learning definitely yeah so the book's kind of about that but it's also a lot more and i think if somebody is on a path or they're even having a difficult time they want to learn about forgiveness they want to learn about spirit guides they want to know about my crazy childhood and, and traveling and i lived in spain portugal then it's, it's a good book. <laughs> Brilliant. So it's all in there, your backstory, and also some help and guidance to help people to maybe that are inclined to follow your footsteps. That yeah, is there hopefully. in the book. Fantastic. The comments that I get on Amazon and uh, people that have read it is that it's very, um, it's very raw and I haven't held anything back. It's nice to see that transparency in the book, isn't it, as yeah. well? Um, yeah. But um, can I ask you, um, how long did it take you to uh, construct this book? Obviously, it's uh, an ongoing process with it being part of your life story there. But in terms of fitting that time in to sit down and put the words to paper or, you know, to screen, I mean, what sort of time frame did that take? Do you know, I, when I was seven years old, um, I met Roald Dahl. Right. Whoa. He came to our local library. That's amazing. And he was, I think he was um, reading James and the Giant Peach. What a story. And I put my hand up and I said, um, I've got a question, I've got a question. I want to be a writer. Uh, what, do, what advice can you give me? And I was only seven. And he said, don't write a book until you're in your 40s because you won't have had enough experience of life. Well, for some reason, I think that that, that planted a seed in my head. Yeah, yeah. Many times in my life, I started to write a book. And then when I was 42, I just I was living in Spain at the time and I just sat down and I just started writing and I literally finished it in three months. Wow. And I could not stop writing. It just it was just the right time. But to be honest with you, if I was gonna write it again now, it would probably be a completely different book because yeah. it's called perspectives and I think your perspective changes daily. It does, yeah. Sometimes within the second, isn't it? You yeah. know, we pick up on vibrations around us and so we react upon that. Exactly. So yeah. I think I'd love to write the follow-up now, but I think it'll be a completely different book because I'm a yeah. different person because we're just, we're always different, aren't we? Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> well, thank you for agreeing to chat with us today. Oh, um, thank you. Have you got a website or how can people find you if they want to purchase your book? Can you name the book? Yeah. Yeah, so the book's called Perspectives, yeah. um, From Self-Sabotage to Self-Love, and okay. it's available on Amazon Worldwide. Yeah. I've also written another little book, which is an illustrated book called The Lady with the Sack, which is just a little fun self-help book with illustrations. That's good to know, yeah. My website is cubahealth.com, which is spelt K-U-K-H-U-B-A health.com. <laughs> And so you can find it all on there. Brilliant. Well, Beverly, it's been <laughs> a pleasure you. to meet you, and you have a fantastic day today. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you so much.
We are with uh, Marianne from Bean Bumble. Hello. Yes, hello. It is such a pleasure to meet you. It's the first time we've met today, yes, isn't it? Is, it yeah. as well. So, uh, Marianne, tell us about what you're doing here on your stall today. Well, I make um, macrame jewellery, so um, I hand wrap using micro macrame techniques. Um, I started doing it when I was about eight or nine. Um, my mum's a medium, so I've been around crystals and magic yeah. literally my whole life. Um, so it's something that I'm really passionate about. And um, it's not just about making a piece that looks beautiful, um, but it's making a piece with the intention behind it. So when I'm making a piece, it's each knot that I tie is like... Yeah. Doing the rosary beads, like with every with every bead you say a prayer, with me, with every knot that I tie, it's setting a new intention into the piece. Lovely, yeah. Tell us about the piece that you're wearing today. Um, this piece was actually um, a really personal piece to me. Um, it was, um, it's malachite, obsidian and um, prehanite. So it's all about connection to fairy energy. Um, it's opening my heart chakra, heart healing and the protection of the yeah. obsidian as well. So it was the energies that I'm working with at the moment. Have you got a favourite piece with you today? Oh, I think at the moment, I'm really, obviously I love obsidian, so I love um, the red jasper. Yeah. Um, um, which is um, the red jasper, smoky quartz and obsidian. And this piece is all about stability and strength and, um, again, that protection from negative energies. Yeah. So it's just um, the um, the smoky quartzes are just full of rainbows and just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So you've, so you've grown up in a spiritual household. Yes, then. I have, very can you much. Tell us a bit of, can you tell us a bit about your own path? Yeah. into spirituality um, well it's been quite a funny path um, I grew up around um, like, my, like I said my mum's a medium so I grew up and we had um, we did sweat lodges and we, slept, we had teepees in the summer yeah. and um, it was very much around magic and nature um, then I grew up became a mum and a wife and I did lose my path for quite a long time yeah. um, it felt like um, it wasn't something that I could do as a grown up so um, I really did lose myself, but then I had my fourth little boy and I felt really lost and I started to come back to myself and I started doing my yoga and my meditation again and I started carrying the crystals that I had when I was eight or nine mm. and I just started to feel that peace coming back in within me and from that I, um, I started creating again and that was around COVID time and since then it's just really took off yeah. um, I started with friends and family um, and then yeah it just turned into the business and it's just grown naturally from oh, there yes that's lovely that's lovely where can people find you? Um, so I do a lot of events. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I do have an Etsy shop, but at the moment with Christmas, the, the Etsy shop's closed down at the moment with so many events coming up. Um, but I do do story sales on Instagram and live sales. Um, and people can DM me because I do bespoke orders as well. Yeah. Um, so um, with the bespoke orders, it's very much a personal service because I handpick all the crystals that I use. Um, I can um, work with whatever healing needs that you need. So whether there's a particular crystal that you're using at the time or particular energy you want to bring in, I do intuitive guidance as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it can, it's very much a personal service that you're involved with. So I can send pictures and videos and it's, it is a lovely little experience. To, oh, lovely. To go That's nice. Now, I've not asked this question of anybody yet, Glenn, but 
can you tell me one thing that you are grateful for this, this today or this weekend? I'm grateful for the experience of being here. Um, this is actually one of the largest events that I've done. Okay. Um, so I think um, being around such like-minded people and just meeting some beautiful souls is just, I'm so grateful to be here and experience yeah, yeah. that and connect with some really lovely people. Lovely, thank you. Hi there, well I'm with Sue from Aura Soma and um, I'd like to know a little bit more about that name, if you could share that with us, please. Aurasoma. So, Aurasoma yeah. is uh, a soul purpose system. It was created many, many years ago by a lady called Vicky Wall, who was the seventh child of the seventh child, and she amazed, amazingly made this system through meditation. So, you are the colours that you choose. It's a non-intrusive system. Okay. You come along to a practitioner like myself, who's been trained through the Orosoma Academy, and we do a consultation with you. You choose four bottles. We interpret those bottles with you as to what your uh, colour ray is, the obstacles around you, where you're going, everything like that. And together we make a recommendation yeah. of what we feel can help you move forward if you work with your solar system. So that's a very brief thing. It's got each bottle, yeah. If I just pick a bottle up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, up. you want to show the viewers. Each bottle has 49 plant herb extracts, crystals, crystal energies, water and oil. And then you shake it to make an overall colour. I was so going to say, that's interesting how it's split, uh -huh. like the oil and water sort yeah. of system. So it basically, you've got three colours, not the yeah. two, only the two you see. And then it goes into another colour. Okay, And then we clever. make a recommendation of where you feel intuitively you need to apply it to the body okay. and it makes starts to make the changes within you. Fantastic. Yeah. And so what sort of fragrances would All each one emit? It depends what um, plant extracts have been put in, what flower extracts have been put in. Okay. And they've all got a subtle smell. It's not a abundant smell, it's a subtle smell. Fantastic. And then we do different things like room sprays and all sorts of different things to support you in your day-to-day -day life. Room spray, uh, sprays. Sprays, sorry, yeah, <laughs> not sprays. Room sprays and protective sprays are that's very right. interesting yeah. around the aura. Yeah, that's Especially right. Especially doing sacred ceremonies before Correct. the guests come in. So. Yes, yeah, so we use um, archangel sprays, we use quintessences, pomander sprays to clear the energies in the room and hold the energies as well. So it's yeah. absolutely amazing. I use them in my therapy room. Yeah. I use them when I'm doing my other type of readings as well. Um, I've also used them on when I'm healing animals, um, especially because if you're dealing with horses, which I deal with, they can get very uh, stressed. So if you spray the stable through, through first, it actually brings the energies down for them and they're a lot calmer. So you mentioned horses there. Is this something where you connect in with the horse and you have a conversation with Yeah, so a bit of a story about a horse. Um, yeah. I uh, met a horse quite a few years ago now that had a very, very bad leg. Okay. And he'd seen the vets and everything like that. He's, he was an oldish boy and his name is Zarius. And I asked if I could do some work with him yeah. because I'd got to do a portfolio for Orosoma for the Academy showing what I'd done. So they said yes, because we're probably going to lose him at the end of the summer period oh, anyway, dear. because of his leg, we couldn't yeah. get any better. So I ended up doing a lot of energy work with him, but I then got into doing the Orosoma with him, and I used a bottle on him, Orosoma bottle, and with the support of that and the energy healing, we got him back into work. 
and Amazing. I've got that horse now. He's 27 now, wow. and he's still being ridden daily, and I still look after him all the time. So, yeah, for a horse that was the vet said, not written off as such, but said he'd never work again. I love that. Um, that you and put it was that. from using these products. And yeah. I, I do honestly say it's from using these products. Well, I would say helped. your vibration as well, your connection with Oh yeah, the I'm horse. an animal communicator as well. Yeah. So that yeah. does help because I could understand where he was going. And I've used it on different horses that have had difficulties or horses that are coming to their end of their life supporting them to go over. Yeah. Oh, but this gift. that came about through the name of my business, Faiths. Okay. So yeah. Faiths um was originated from my rescue German Shepherds and I had a German Shepherd come in, ex-breeding bitch, not very old, she was going to be, but didn't think she was going to make it, oh. anyway, kept her. Whenever I've done a show or anything with the Aurasoma, it comes home, it's all cleansed off with Serapis Bay, so it gets rid of all the energies from the shows, everything, yeah. put away in boxes so it doesn't energise the whole of the house all the time. <laughs> she used to pick up the bottles and run off. Okay. and put them in a bed. This is when she got was getting better. And uh, I worked out through what I do that she was missing things, colour, because we are all energy, we yeah. are all colour. Yeah. So by using the Pomandus Quintessences on her, I'd faith 14 years. Wow. Yeah. What a testimony. Yeah. Well, Sue, is there anywhere where people can get in contact with you if they want to experience your products and your services? Yeah. So I've got... Uh, a telephone number on there which is 01952 825656 I'm on Facebook Faiths okay or okay. just contact the organiser of the show and she'll pass my details on to you and you can contact me and I travel all over doing whatever is needed this work. well thank yeah. you so much for talking Pleasure. with us today so and um, what a brilliant testimony there thank so you. you take care have a blessed day I will thank, thank you very you. much thank you today I'm going to talk on the subject of out-of-body experiences and my out-of-body experiences in particular and hopefully give you a little bit more of an understanding that, uh, about what happens after we transition some of the environments that we can experience because I don't think religion or science have done a very good job of that for us so but just keep it in mind, these are my personal experiences. So I would have, I will be experiencing reality in my own personal subjective ways. All right, so nothing definitive here. <laughs> okay, so my journey began when I was five years old and I had a near-death experience at that age. And soon after that, I started naturally having out-of-body experiences and lucid dreams. And it was very confusing because I didn't have the language for it that I have now. I didn't have the understanding that I have now. For example, I didn't even have the labels like out-of-body experience, astral projection, the afterlife. I didn't have any of those labels. And any popular, any books on the subject were certainly not very popular and you wouldn't just be able to walk in any library and put your hand on one. So if you can imagine for a five-year-old, a six-year-old, um, you know, these would have been very difficult moments to, to understand. And if your parents were not, didn't have any of this understanding, then that just makes it even more confusing. So when I started having these experiences, at first, 
I guess the child's mind would have been conditioned by you know the adults and uh, oh it's just a dream you know we hear that a lot it's just a dream or it's you know just an imaginary friend and I think that's okay to a point you know I found that even even with my awareness of multi-dimensional reality sometimes my own children were soothed just by saying it was just a bad dream because maybe it wasn't appropriate at that time to talk about sleep paralysis as an example and some of the ways where we get these terrifying hallucinations that can sometimes come along with the sleep paralysis. So just to help them understand, I can understand the soothing part of it, but there does come a time when we, are, we must, if we are aware ourselves, offer greater support. Because at some point in the future, you know, it will serve them, uh, just like I hope to serve you today. So, it wasn't until the point where I remember one specific experience where my father was a very angry man, and in some cases quite violent. So he would be a very difficult uh, character to approach on the best of days. And I recall this one particular out-of-body experience, uh, and I'm gonna label that now as an out-of-body experience. Then, I, again, I didn't have that label. So, if you wanna come and sit down, you're welcome to just any time. Oh, you're here. Um, so I woke up, and I got out of bed, and I was walking around the house, um, and I suddenly heard my father shouting very loudly, and I knew it was late at night. And I looked out the window, and I saw him out in the garden, shouting at the top of his lungs, very angry. And I thought, oh boy, you know, he drank a lot as well. I thought, I better go and get mom. And I walked into my mom and dad's bedroom, and there were two figures sleeping in the bed. And I was like, well, what's going on here? And the, the figures in bed were my mom and dad. And that's when things got really, started to get really confusing. So in my mind, I had to find a way to separate what was going on. So I, I labeled waking reality as wakey house. And I, and I labeled the other experiences as sleepy house. Because I always seemed to have these journeys where I would come back as again, labeling, come back into my body where it felt like I was on a roller coaster. And I had these strong sensations, which I now know are you know, sort of chakras. And I would have certain chakras start to activate. It was coming back towards my body. And I, again, I didn't have that frame of reference as a child. But, you know, so I, some of the things I explained that, that from those early days, I have to frame in the way I, I saw it as a child. So I had wakey house and sleepy house. And that didn't mean it still wasn't confusing. Because even as an adult, we can have what we call false awakenings. And this is where, let's say your alarm goes off. And you wake up get up out of bed and you start going on, you, you start going about your normal uh, routine. Let's say part of the normal routine is going to the breakfast table, making yourself some cereal, and then maybe a shower or you do it the other way around. So let's say you're in the shower and suddenly you notice that the bathroom tiles are a different color and a different design altogether. Like, oh my God, I'm dreaming. And then boom, you wake up for real. Right? And then sometimes you wake up and you're like, wow, that was just a dream. That was amazing. It was so real. 
almost seems more real than waking life. And so you get up with, and you start getting on with your routine with maybe this in the back of your mind. And then you see a, a cat walk across your path in the hallway. And you're like, I don't have a cat. Am I still dreaming? False awakening number two. So even as an adult, this can be really intensely confusing when you have these kind of experiences. So if you can imagine now children when they're having these kind of experiences, and I promise you, this is a lot of children that are having these kind of experiences, like even bedwetting. If you can have a false awakening that is so incredibly real, where everything even seems physical, can you imagine for a child waking up in the night, feeling the urge to urinate, they go to the toilet, they're standing in front of the toilet, or they're sitting on the toilet, and they have the release, and they pee. And then they wake up with their bed wet around them. Does that make sense? That's how realistic these experiences can be. So it's incredibly confusing. So whenever you know, I hear stories from parents about things like bedwetting or night terrors, various things, you know, I'm, I'm within myself, I'm pretty certain of what's going on. You know, I can sit and listen to people tell me about their dreams, and I can tell the difference between an unconscious out-of-body experience and the the bubble of a dream, if you like. Uh, and then we mix into this lucid dreaming. So lucid dreaming is where you become aware that you are dreaming. You are now fully conscious, as we are right now, in the dream state. And that can take on a high-definition quality in that moment that you become fully conscious and lucid in the dream that can supersede the quality of this. This can seem like low-definition and the dream, when you become fully lucid, will become high-definition quality. And that's what reality on these other dimensions can be like, too. It can almost be like, this is why you get a lot of people who have a near-death experience. They, they have some tragic experience, maybe a road accident. They're, they're now hovering, standing next to their body. Uh, maybe a little bit of confusion, but they understand what's going on. And then maybe there's uh, some emanation of light, they walk towards the light, they're in the light for a little while, and then they're instructed that it's time to go back. They don't want to go back. It's not that they don't have loved ones that they, they will miss, but they realize this, in a sense, is a shared dream, a type of shared hallucination in the mind of God, whatever you'd like to call it. But it is not who and what we really are. To me, this is a, a, a high level school, like an, a PhD quality school for souls. That's how I view it now. But, you know, this has taken me quite a while to get to this sort of framing. Uh, and that doesn't take away from, you know, in any way, shape, or form, the value of our everyday experiences, because that is part of, you know, our education on this dimensional level. And I was saying to my friend Lisa here just, just yesterday, we were having some very deep conversations around this stuff. I think when we talk about the amnesia, the spiritual amnesia that we tend to get when we're here on the earth plane, some souls, before they come into the body, before they incarnate here, they relish, they relish the opportunity to come into these bodies and have their memory in a sense white, and then to grow through that amnesia and remember once again their true heritage. 
a lot of us relish this opportunity. So, you know, you're not alone if you have this longing for something beyond this realm, but that's always there. Those environments are always there. To wake up within the, the you know, the, this world and start to remember is a gift. And there is a time and a place for it. Like when we're younger, you know, we, we might have experiences that we can't quite put our finger on. Uh, and there's a time and place for that, but there's a time and place for also being fully in this world. Being fully in this world to fully, you know, get the lessons and the opportunity to grow and evolve through this slowed down form of, of spiritual matter. So I feel blessed to have had the experiences that I've had throughout my life so that I can now bring comfort to others and hopefully more conscious awareness in their everyday life and more appreciation for their everyday life. Because there is nothing insignificant about this earth plane. There's so much to gain by being here. So I hope that will come across in the experiences that I share today. So I had these experiences as a child and they, they, they took place up to around age 12 when they started to sort of just shut down. And I guess that was probably important because I noticed that my social engagement with other children at school, with my peers, uh, was, you know, was, was not what it could have been and perhaps should have been for a growing, you know, growing boy. So you know, I was very awkward. I was very much um, insular. I would daydream all the chances I got. I was constantly, it seemed like I was in a constant daydream. So constantly in the fate of Stata, sorry, of, of Theta. And this, of course, brought about uh, situations of bullying because, you know, that would be called space cadet. Um, you know, I would choose to sit with my own company at the end of the playground during lunch. And it was not that, you know, I didn't really, it wasn't that I didn't want to connect because I think this is the natural state for human beings, you know, it is to connect. And we're hardwired for connection, I think. But when you feel so out of place, when you feel almost out of time, like this isn't my time period. I should have been born maybe, you know, 100 years from now, 1,000 years from now. You know, we might get this sense that we're alone when, when in reality we're really not. There's, there's even the, the, you know, the kids that seem to have it all together, the kids that are, you know, that become the prom queens and kings and the, you know, the, 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 the quarterback of the football team, you know, the popular kids. They haven't got it all together either. I think we know that now, but when we're at that age, it just seems like through our lens of awkwardness and, and frustration of you know, uh, our own inner struggles that it may seem that way, that everybody else has it together. And especially that's why I think it's dangerous to compare our lives against other people's lives. So age 12, this stuff started to shut down. And but it doesn't mean that I didn't still feel connected to the experiences and the beings that I, that I was connected to from a young age, what we would call spirit guides. I would call you know, my soul family and my equals, to be, honest, to be honest, because in my experiences of having these adventures beyond the body, I have come to realize that my higher self you know, is made up of a collection of all of who I am. And all of that is exploring multi-dimensional reality simultaneously. You know, to them, this experience has already been played out. 
it is this time of this place of the of time space or space time that you know makes us feel that you know we're moving from this point to that point. So you know when I connect with what we call guides, to me they they are my soul family, they're my spirit family, they're my peers in that sense. I am an equal to them. It is just that I have fallen deep into that amnesia that is necessary to have certain experiences of this particular realm. It is not always going to be that case. Not every lifetime will be like that. But certainly those intermediate lives, those first lives that we have here, I think is very important for us to fall asleep to who and what we are so that we can grow very strongly through this earth field. So it was then, I think it was age 14, I was a Boy Scout. And I was still, like I said, feeling very connected to things. Uh, I loved science fiction. Uh, I would always sky watch in my spare time at nights, uh, reading books outside, you know, uh, especially around meteor shower times. I just loved seeing objects in the sky that you know, I could sense were not just planes or satellites. And so I joined the Boy Scouts, and I remember one evening, uh, our Boy Scout club took place at a church, a local church, and it usually started at around 7 o'clock at night and probably go to about 8.30. And I remember on this one occasion, you're more than welcome to come and sit over here. <laughs> Much more comfortable over here. There you go. And me and the other Boy Scouts, me and the other boys, we would always try to arrive a little bit earlier than the Scoutmasters because we wanted to play hide and seek in other games. Uh, so, and, you know, we loved the structure when they arrived and, and, you know, what was offered, but we loved that interaction as boys, you know, can only do without the supervision of adults. So, we'd play hide and seek, and I remember on this one night we were playing hide and seek, and I was, a, I was hiding on this one occasion. I could see the seeker was well away from home base, so I thought I'm laying it towards home base. And home base was these, the top of the steps of the church. So I was running fast, running fast, and, and nobody was around, but I was still legging it. And I jumped up um, on the steps, and I jumped up, and I thought I cleared the other one, and I tripped so hard, I didn't even have time to bring my hands up. And my forehead was the first thing to hit, and it hit hard. And I remember lying there, I don't know how long I lied there, but eventually I sat back up and still, there was nobody really around. Um, so I don't know if I was unconscious for very long, uh, but I sat up and started getting tunnel vision. Uh, so my, my vision came to a really small point, and I got up, and then the other boys were suddenly around, the scoutmasters were arriving, they unlocked the building, and I made my way inside with this pinpoint of like reality. And it was like, I should have told somebody, but I didn't. And went through the entire scout meeting. Luckily on this occasion, it was more, we were discussing, you know, uh, it was more discussion than it was doing on that occasion. And I was very grateful for that. But I still should have told an adult uh, that I'd hurt myself like that. My mom eventually came to pick me up, got in the, got in the van, went home, got into bed, and my head was throbbing. And again, I still not told anybody. I don't know why. And I fell asleep, and it was probably the very early hours of the night I woke up, and I was standing away from my body. So this was the first experience that I now had in two years 
uh, of this type. I was looking at my body, and I could see energies around my body which were different from things I've noticed before. Like we might talk about our aura as an example. And for me, the, the aura is like the, you know, just a layer of that energy body. We might call it the etheric body. Uh, but I find that all of these various parts of us are, are neatly nested uh, in and around the physical body, not on the same dimension, but occupying the same space. But that wasn't the energies I was, I was witnessing. And then suddenly there was this man standing next to me. And I've met him before. I've met him at least twice before in my earlier out-of-body experiences, uh, especially the near-death experience that took place. That's where I met him first. When I was five years old at that time. So I was reassured by his presence. And he said to me, you took quite a tumble earlier. And he said, the energies that you're noticing around your physical body are other helpers, and they're doing some repair because you took quite a, quite, a, quite a tumble. And he said, so we're, 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 in a sense, fixing stuff. And in that moment he said that, my mind went to my physical vision, for my physical eyes, because in, in class at school, I always had to sit near the front because my vision was quite poor. And I just was thinking this in my mind. Oh, I wonder if they can fix my vision. And in the out-of-body state, the standard channel of communication is imagery, it's telepathic. And he, this, this man next to me, who was not physical, he was from these other non-physical realms, he must have picked up what I was thinking in my mind about, oh, maybe they can fix my physical vision while they're doing this other work. And he kind of chuckled and he said, he said, that's actually different. Your vision is, and he did not use the word karma, but that's what I now sense is what he meant. He said this is based on other experience that you know, must be worked on in other ways. So he was basically saying they, they couldn't take upon themselves to heal something that I myself must work through. So the sort of karmic stuff. And I found that was really fascinating, even as a 14-year-old. We are with Georgina from into your intuition. Hi, Hi, Georgina, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, it's lovely to meet you and thank you for the wand. You're very welcome. With a swish and a flick. Um, so, tell us what you're doing, Georgina, today. What are you here? What's, what do you have on your store? Well, um, I have tailored spell bags. Yeah? For very specific people that I'm okay. expecting to arrive today. Right, okay. Mm. Each one's got a psychic reading in. Right. House talismans. And you don't know these people that are coming mm. for them, they're just going to come and that's yeah. meant for them. Yeah. Fabulous, brilliant. How did you get into doing this? So, what's, what's, where, what's your background? Um, well, my psychic background is um, my uh, family line. So, my, okay. my aunt was quite a well-known Cheshire mystic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was trained at a very young age. Yeah. So, so this is something that you've done for uh, a few years. Oh no, I've been I've been involved in psychic stuff since I was about eleven. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So not many. Young. So what? Five, ten years then? A bit longer than yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flattery gets me everywhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So tell me, tell me a bit more about your own spiritual path and, and how you've come, how you've come to where you are today. 
I suppose like many people um, in this culture we're living in, I rejected my mm. abilities and, and who I was for a long time because everything in my surrounding kind of said that it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, yes. worthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of, I trained when I was very young. Um, I always had very uh, interesting experiences from being a young child, like a lot of people. Yeah. Um, the psychics on all sides of my family. So on one, on one, in one breath, it was very normalised in my family. Mm. But then, obviously, you go into the wider world and you suddenly realise that the things you're experiencing, a lot of people don't yeah, experience. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wow, what's wrong with me? Because you're just different, aren't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What's your favourite? So tell me about, what's your favourite thing? What's your favourite thing on your stall today? My favourite thing on my stall today is... Um, a, sh- a shamanic tablet that I made for c- c- ceremonies yeah. with African blue sapphire. What sort of ceremonies? I don't know. It was just, I know it's for a man and I just know it's for a shaman and a shaman and it just, it's so zingy like when you put your hands around it, it's got powshell. So what would you use it for? Um, probably spirit questing. Okay. Astral projecting. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fab. Okay. So my spell tree is my favourite. Yes, yeah. And then we've got some Reiki Keiki. Reiki Keiki, yes. Reiki Keiki. My friend's a very, very um, amazing baker. So we've got that lovely baked Reiki cakes. A gluten-free, vegan and... Good, good. Normal. Fab. So, where can people find you? Are, Are you available on Facebook or...? No. I'm nowhere. I pop up when I feel like it. Right. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay. So. You can't find me unless you're meant to find me. So if you are meant to find Georgina, you will, will. find her. Um, last question, mm-hmm. then. Can you tell me something that you are grateful for today? Oh, well, I'm really grateful today that um, a Reiki master um, gave me some information and some um, advice, and that was really beautiful. And... Like I said before, I'm really grateful for Abraham Hicks. Yes. Check them out. What's the latest lesson that you've... What have you? What's the latest thing that you've learned from Abraham Hicks? Um, I think just chill out. Yeah. <laughs> chill out more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go Good. with the flow. Thank you. Lovely. And I'm grateful for my wand, Glenn. That was meant for kids, but... I am. I, 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 I am I, a I kid. admire your inner child. Yeah. It. It's got, they've got to come out, haven't they? <laughs> Thank you. Who are you? Who are... Who is you? Are you a label? Or are you Christ Consciousness? Are you the plant? Are you the stars? Are you the actual universe? Every time we get up in the morning, we create our own day. We've been created the night before. We play out this day and we're like actors in our life. We're actors in this illusion. Okay? And we start then attracting labels to this illusion. But when we start getting these labels, we don't know how to release them. That's the trouble. Okay? As you can see, 
I can see you looking at that. That's where I first started from. So that's an introduction to what I'm going to talk about. But this is where I first started from as a trucker. From being a trucker, I used to stop out late out at night all week, what we call a tramper. And I used to look at YouTube all the time and I was watching films and things like that. And I thought, right, I'm getting bored from now. What can I watch now? Then healing started to come in. Did like quantum touch, pranic healing, uh, star magic, these sort of types of healing. And uh, I thought, oh, this is quite interesting. You know, I kind of enjoy this. I've got all night to myself, I'm going to try and learn some of this. Then I started looking in the background to see how much I could actually learn about it. And it's going to cost me quite a lot of money, about two grand or three grand. And we've been truck driving into that sort of money. So I thought, okay, what can I do now then? So, but something in my mind says, you already know this. I went, okay, really? How do I know this? So I said, it's all inside you. It's already been programmed inside you to use the energies that are around you. I went, okay. So I started messing around with And as a truck driver, when we're driving along, we wave to people. I was getting a lot of waves. I was getting a hell of a lot of waves. Because what I was doing, I was feeling the energy around me. So when I was driving the lot, I'm like, it's feeling energies in my cab. Feeling which is hard, which is soft. So that's what we're going to do with you guys today. I want you to feel the energy, what's around you. We're in, we're in contact with energies over and over and over again. We are what we call a walking Velcro. We walk past somebody, somebody don't feel too good, you're picking that energy, you're taking it home, then you'll be sitting with it, then you'll be wondering to yourself, why do I feel so crap? And at the end of the day, really why you feel so bad is that you've took that energy back home with you. You've taken somebody else's energy with you. Now, energy is a frequency, it's just like a thought, it's like a vapour. If you look at a thought, you can't see it. But if you look at a kettle, when you're boiling the kettle full of water, it's like a vapour that comes out. You actually see that. That's your thought process. Then once it starts calming down and cooling down, it then turns into a liquid. That is now your body because your body is full of water. So all that information, what you're picking up during the day, is going internal, not external, internal. So you're picking up that frequency, you're picking up what anybody's passing on to you. Then, the water then turns stagnant, if not cleared out. So that then can turn into an illness. It can turn into a tumour cancerous, whatever you want to say, it can turn into it. Then we think, oh, I feel sick. I've got to now go to the doctors. That's what happened to me. I started smoking cigarettes, I started drinking, and um, I started smoking the most cheapest cigarettes you could ever buy. Okay? And when we're doing that, it made me very, very sick. I went to the doctors, they gave me a CPAP machine for me to help me breathe. 
put me on medications, and plus put me on inhalers that help me breathe as well. With me being so sick, I couldn't climb in and out of my truck very well. So I thought, okay, now what do I do? I'm messing around with this energy in the truck all the time. I'm seeing people, I'm doing all these tricks about energy on people all the time. But the bottom line is, do I really believe it? Do I know that it can work for me? Now this was the biggest step of my life. I had to go from the medical profession straight into the holistic realm to find out if somebody can help me, get me well. When I went to this one training, with this fella called Jerry Sargent from Star Magic. This picture here, what changed my life. I did the training at Star Magic and they said to me, there's something wrong with me, I need really to work on you. I said, what do you mean something wrong with me? They said, you've got implants on you. We had to sign the declaration when we first started there. So when we started uh, doing the declaration, I signed it. I said, we need to work on you. I went, okay. I had a cage, what was wrapped around me. I had booby traps within my third body. So if anybody didn't, didn't know what they was doing, they could easily start up an answer like, and I'd be gone. Okay? What you've got to realize is, you are energy. You are not this suit what you walk around in. This suit is like a car. You're using it for the time being, and when you, when you don't want the car anymore, you change your car, okay? This body, when your soul has decided to finish with this body, that's it, the body's left behind, your soul goes back home again, and it has to wait for another time for it to come back down to the airplane again to see what else it can learn. He put me on the floor, he took all these implants out of me. I had a device on my head right there. Okay? The device on my head was a form of control for many thousands of years ago, apparently. And they didn't know how to get it off. They had to use the imagination, because the, imagina the imagination is your reality. So by using your imagination, you can create anything you can achieve anything, you can be anything, you can go anywhere in the world with your imagination. So what they had to do, that's think of a syrup. They made a syrup and they put it onto my forehead. I felt then like something was there, like melting away on my forehead, and I was on the floor. And then my head went back, my body started shaking. My mouth went open and a blood curdling scream like an entity just came out of my mouth for Pete's sake. And I was totally, totally exhausted by the end of that. I drank three bottles of water, that's how much I was really tired out. That happened. But while that was happening, I felt something still watching me. Something still wanted the control over me. But believe you me, if an entity or another force from another dimension wants to control you, they will not give up. They will try and get you back to get you back on the side again. I looked out the window. I didn't see what I thought I could feel. But behind these trees at Eaton Manor in um, Shropshire, 
there it felt like there's a spaceship there. Now that spaceship had some form of control over me and it took ages for it to leave me alone. It took me months after that. This picture, we had a cacao ceremony. With that uh, cacao ceremony, we had to do a lot of breath work, we had to do a lot of chanting, and it got to the angelic realm. The vibration went that high, we thought we could hear some singing. And we thought that the girls on this side here, we thought that they were singing on the other side of the room. It went from one, two, to five, and then to a great big old coral. Okay? They checked the sound system even. The sound system was off, everything was absolutely fine. They took a photo of the thing, and this is what came out. All up here are angels. All these here are orbs. The light of fire there, that's energy, what's actually coming from a pyramid, a copper pyramid with all um, lights in it or crystals in it, what have been charged through the week. But the most significant thing was this light here. This light came from shining from here and it goes straight into my chest. My life changed that day. It really, really changed. COVID it. The chap I was doing the training with, he wanted me to go around the country and help him, but we couldn't, it was COVID it. So I thought, now what do I do? Now what do I do with this, what I've been taught? A voice from out of nowhere, when I was sleeping, says to me, stop using modalities. In other words, stop using like pranic healing, stop using quantum talk, stop using star magic. So if you're going to start healing, you've got to believe in me. So that's basically strip myself naked and believe the consciousness of Christ consciousness. And that's who we are. We are not what you think we are. We are a hologram, we've got planets in us, we've got star constellations in us. And now, I'm going to want you to feel the energy of what's around you. I want you to rub your hands together. Now, just hold your hands out like that. Feel the energy vibrating around your hands. And now just move it around and feel the different densities of the air around you. Can you feel it? Feel it, it's like a sponge. Don't think with your mind, go within. Can you feel it? Yeah? If you can feel that, believe it or not, you can feel your thoughts. Because everybody thinks that the thoughts that are inside our heads. Our first organ to be born, to be created is our hearts. And it's our hearts what created our brain for us to think that we can move our arms about. Yeah? Think about it. Your brain is right here. 
not here. Your thoughts come from your heart, not from your brain. Okay? Does that make sense to you? Good. Now, think of a thought, what you don't like. Now, put your hands outside. Now, try and feel where it is. Can you feel it? It's going to have a different vibration to it. Can you feel it? It's a vibration. You can feel it. Yeah? Close your eyes. Go within. Stop trying to be what you're not. Be what you truly are. Can you feel the difference? Good. Now clap your hands. Now go back to it. Found that it's gone. Found that it's gone. Found that it's gone. Yeah. That's how you need you actually are it all guys. You are frequency, you are vibration, you are light, and you are information. That's who you truly are. Now I want you now to just put your hands in front of you like this. Now feel the energy between your hands. And look between, in your mind's eye, between your hands. And as you do, as you breathe, your hands will go wider and wider each breath. Just let your breath now push your hands apart. That's it. Every breath is just in there. When you breathe out, it's going to start pushing your hands even wider. Feel that energy push being pushed, you're being pushed out even further. And you feel it solid enough. I want you now to place it in front of you. Now you're pointing it down onto the floor. Now I want you to stand up and stand into it. Step into it. Now close your eyes now, now feel the vibration what you're now in. It's like you're bathing in your own consciousness. You're bathing in who you truly really are. 
there's no labels there. There's nobody there trying to tell you what to do. Nobody trying to judge you. All you're bathing in is pure love and pure essence of the universe. Now open your eyes. How's that feel? Mm -hmm. Feel good? These are the sort of things what you can do at home. When you feel that you, you, life is getting you down. Start using some of these exercises to find out who you are. Now as we come to this, this is you. You are the hologram. And I'm going to prove it to you now. So close your eyes for me again. Now just imagine seeing yourself in front of yourself as a hologram. Look within that hologram. Look from the top of the head right to your toes. Is there any negative energy there? Does it feel stagnant? Is there any energy there what feels stagnant? If there is, just imagine yourself putting your hands into it and start pulling that energy out. Because your imagination is the one that's going to heal you. This is you working on yourself. This is you where you've got aches and pains you can actually work on. If you've got an aching knee, you can actually bring your own hologram up and start feeling your own knee. I'm with Andrew from Frequency 101. Andrew, lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you, my friend. That was a fantastic talk. Um, okay. I really loved your approach, really yeah. down to earth, and I love the way that you interacted with everybody in, within the session there. And um, I tried to get involved best way I could behind the camera. <laughs> I see but, you, yes. uh, it was brilliant. I love the way that um, you really get people, like say, involved. Uh, so, and I love your backstory there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. Um, how did you make that transition, literally from, you know, trucker to healer? Well, through illness, really. Okay. I think with me being sick, you know, like I went through the doctors, through the medical part of it, and it yeah. wasn't working. It wasn't okay. working at all. And I thought, well, if I mess around with these energies, and I've seen people, the lives change on YouTubes and everything, and all these other channels, why can't it be? Why can't it work for me? Yeah. So I basically just threw myself under the bus, basically, and saying, right, you either going to be able to heal me, but it got to a stage where my sister was quite upset. She thought I was that ill. I wasn't going to make it through the year. Wow. 
So I had to make something very, very drastic, really, to trust in somebody else who knows about the energies and about the healing. Yeah. The most funny thing was the chap I went to, he kept on showing himself up on YouTube all the time, but I kept on pushing him away, watching him, pushing him away. Okay. Doing like it's like <clears throat> in a horror film. And you get to that stage where in a horror film where you're like, I don't want to watch it yet. I do want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. It's been pulled and, towards and it. And it's exactly yeah. how it was with um, Jerry Sargent. And he helped me a great deal. A great deal. He, you know, he changed my life, really. Well, I'm glad he did, you know, because we wouldn't have been able to experience that amazing talk you just did there. I love the way that you you opened yourself up bare to everybody in this room. Mm -hmm. And I love that, uh, the picture that you showed in your description of the uh, the angelic uh, beings coming into mm. that cacao ceremony. Can you go into a little bit more depth with that for us? It, it was in pitch blackness. Yeah. Okay. And we basically back to like a fire breath. Okay. Like really fast fire breathing all the time. Then we had to hold our breath for a certain time. Then we had to let go and breathe completely out and hold our breath some more. That time, I'd have found it really difficult to do. But of course, he took the, the cage off me and took the implants off me. Yeah. I find it a lot easier to do. So I was very lucky, really, that the cacao ceremony was after that. Because I had so much energy then, I knew... I wasn't what the doctor was saying I was. Yeah. And that really came that really came to fruition. Uh, but when we heard the voices, it was amazing. You can't put it in words what you feel. When you hear the angelic realm, you got to that vibration to hear actual voices. That's amazing. You know, it was it's that picture, that experience, I will be taking back home to me when I go back to the consciousness, yeah. put it that way. But to get that, that sort of interaction with the angelic realm, I mean, everything that goes on behind the scenes energetically, you're looking at everybody in attendance, their frequency, yeah. the location as well, even the, such as the cacao that was brought into that, all would have had to have been correct for that. Oh yeah, yeah, occur. definitely. So definitely. it's a miracle, isn't it? Really, yeah, that you yeah. that you went through that. I was interested, however, how he was talking about um, the alien species there, and mm -hmm. they played a role in this attachment. Yeah. Um, so could you talk us through a little bit about that? I didn't realise that I had this cage around me. I didn't even realise mm. that I had booby traps on my uh, etheric body. To tell you the truth, yeah, I really didn't. I just thought I had just a breathing, something wrong with me breathing. Um, it took me a long time to get my head around it, trust me, when someone is saying, you know, we've got to work on you, you've got implants on you and everything else. Yeah. You're like thinking, are they really with it, like, you know? Or are they a bit, you know? But it took a while. But when you started working on my back, releasing the cage, you could okay. feel the actual release of my chest opening up. And when he did, when he dropped me onto the floor for the universe to work on me more, then he got three of his, more of his uh, people to work on me, yeah. taking um, other devices off me, especially the device that was on my forehead. Soon that removed, 
I had no control about my head going back and doing a blood curdling scream. I had no control of it whatsoever. That releasement of that entity. Oh, that yeah. release, it's unbelievable. So, so unbelievable. maybe on some level, like you were saying in your talk there, um, you came in with all these codes, all these mm -hmm. frequencies, but so maybe society has kind of bunged all that up. Yeah. Now you've had all those um, attachments removed. Maybe those, shall we say, alien forces knew all of this. Mm. They didn't want you to succeed, so they was keeping your vibration yeah. down because yeah. they know what an impact you'd have on society, a yeah. good impact, it, you know. It, it's weird, really, when, you, when you're talking about it that way um, because... For an alien force to have that much fear to let you be free. Yeah. And that shows how powerful we are as God's consciousness, doesn't it? Definitely. Definitely. You know, it's not something what we take for granted. You can't take it for granted. I had to basically strip myself beer to where I am now. And it's been given to me. And it's been given me to work for the highest greatest of good for people. Yeah. And it can also be taken away from me. That's it, isn't it? Showing that gratitude so daily. That gratitude well. daily. I'm in meditation daily. I do breath work daily. I'm in tears daily. That's amazing. Yeah, with that level of gratitude. Yeah, that level of gratitude. Yeah. Um, even now talking to you. Can I, I, can, I can feel it and yeah. see it as well. You know, yeah, bless um, you. Well, Andrew, uh, it's been a pleasure to meet you. Um, is there anywhere where people can find you on the internet or contact you? Have you got websites? Yeah, I've got a website. It's Would a, you like to tell okay. everybody? Yeah. It's www.andrewfrequency101.com or if you go on Google, you can put andrewharby.com and you'll find me on there. Um, my email address is andrew at andrewfrequency101.com. Thank you, Andrew. It's been a pleasure to meet you. No, Have a great day. It's been a pleasure to you, my friend. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, my friend, I just want you to close your eyes for me. Now, close your eyes. I'm going to close mine. There's no touch involved. So just get yourself relaxed. Get your arms relaxed. Don't put your fingers in, in together. Just leave it the way it is. I'm going to close my eyes now. I'm going to come into consciousness with you. The blocks were removed. Okay. All sort of blocks. Mind sharing? Do you know? It was. And I know there's stuff going on. I know there's stuff going on. But it was like I'd got. I saw them. Uh, a screen there, a screen here, a screen there, a screen behind, and they were moved out of the way. And then they were gone, and I could breathe. And I felt that I was filling, literally filling the chair, like I was wedged in the chair. I became that big, that ex became expanded. Like wide and tall and down. Those, those barriers, screens. I think they were clearly like looked like I would 
recognise what they are, they feel like screens. Was the blocks what you used to putting up for yourself? I think it was barriers. So like the It's barriers that I go that I live with all the time. Okay. Like the barrier of um, control and the need to control for yourself. The barrier of um, judgment and what people those and I know that that's what they're my barriers, they are my barriers. Do they do they subside? They moved. Exactly. So the universe like took that away for you? Yeah. What else do you see? There what else did you feel? The, here. Sensation there. And then a sensation there. And then hands on my shoulders. And then hands on my knees and my legs. It was clearly... That's my surgeon team. Yeah. It was clearly um, many hands going off at once as well. That's profound. That, that's... I feel amazing. I feel like I can't believe you brought me back. We were. <laughs> always go back to the source. <laughs> you can always go back to the yeah. source, mate. Yeah. You can always go back to the source. But can you see through just you closing your eyes and me closing my eyes? I didn't even touch you. I didn't even have to touch you. No. It's like the Christ consciousness was coming through me. My guides or my workforce coming through me. Yeah. I could, feel your, I could feel your etheric body here. Right. With me at the same time. But that was just, that was just something else. Good afternoon, I'm with Stephanie Jaking. Would you like to tell me about your business and what you do, please? Okay, well, my name is Stephanie. Um, I had my awakening about 35 years ago. I went to bed just like everybody else, didn't know it was going to happen. And then one night I had this incredible awakening that completely changed my life. Okay. Um, so here I am all these years forward. I go up and down the country helping people be more than they know that they are. Okay. Um, I've channeled books that act as a telephone link between upstairs and the reader. So people come to these events um, up and down the country for healing and reading, and that's lovely okay. because it makes them feel good. But the truth is, when we get back home, life is exactly where we left it. Yeah. And that's where we're making choices and decisions. That's where we need the help ongoing. Um, we're rubbish at helping ourselves, but we're very good at helping else, other people. Yeah. So the thing is, you know, we quite often feel alone. But the journey of the soul is never alone. Our angel is always with us. God source, the universe is always with us. And we're part of the process of life as it's trying to stabilize, awaken us, and birth heaven on earth. Absolutely, I agree with you there. Mm. Yeah. I've just bought a book on Jesus, actually. <laughs> well, until then, until we begin to realize it's us against the world, and we believe our drama, we believe our beliefs, we believe the things we've been taught to believe, and it's the blind leading the blind. And because we birth with amnesia, the very first thing we have to do is learn what it means to be alive here in this time frame on Earth. There's no point us remembering we built cartwheels in Roman times. There's no carts to build wheels for. So we have to birth into this life, but then we also recreate the karma that we came here to recreate. 
Now, people think karma brings you down and it's a punishment. Well, actually, karma is something we set for ourselves to punch through, to get our gifts and talents and strengths, to move through, get the T-shirt, then reach back and help others. Because every time we birth, we actually come to make a difference to ourselves and to life, to awaken others as we all go, we birth heaven on earth. Absolutely. You know, life doesn't end here. This is just a chapter. No, it's not even a beginning, it's a chapter. You know, if we're internal, eternity stretches both ways. It means we've always existed, and it means we always will exist. We think of eternity just stretching in front of us, but it isn't. There's no new souls ever made. They all always existed, but not all souls have been here on Earth before. Mm. And we can always recognize when there's a new soul because they're the people that are most excitable. Life is either the worst for them or the best for them. And, you know, we kind of sometimes get annoyed by them because we think that they're just too much. But actually, life is too much for them. They're innocent souls, and it either scares them to death or they grab it by the horns. And a good one we know is actually Jeremy Clarkson. He's yeah. a new soul. You know, people think, oh, he's so stuck up and he's stuck in this and stuck in that. But he isn't. You know, he's everything really excites him, and he's like a child in a sweet shop. And that is a new soul. Mm -hmm. You know, people, adults that can't go to sleep because it's Christmas because they're so excited, mm -hmm. they're new souls. You know, um, people mistake um, intercourse. Yes, it's supposed to be pleasure, but actually, at the time that we do that, we're supposed to be not only having the enjoyment for ourselves, but we're saying to a new soul, look, come and join us, we're ready. But people don't understand what they're doing. And a lot of people will have children to try and mend their relationships. That's true. Or they don't understand the repercussions of being a parent. You know, in the old days, it used to be that you fed your children clothes and put a roof over their head, yeah. and that was a good parent. And that's a step up from what it was like in the Victorian time. But now we're understanding that everything matters. It does. Everything matters. It matters. important. Mm. And the thing is, our children are the best and worst of us at the point of our conception. So anything that we haven't overcome personally, karmically, at the point of their conception also becomes theirs. So we have to sort ourselves out. And we have to constantly keep working on ourselves as well yeah. to grow. Well, we do, yeah. because the thing is, people think about awakening, but awakening isn't just once. It's like the ripple it's on the pond. You get awakened, 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 awakened. It's levels. And some awakening is really good and some is really awful. <laughs> but again, it depends on what you chose for yourself. Absolutely. You know, and it also depends on how you process information. You know, the thing is, it's not us against life, it's us working with the life. If we're, if we're honest, then nature takes care of its own. But nobody ever told us we were part of that. And especially if you're a man, it's assumed that you have to build up a career, build up a family, build up a home, a social standing, it all falls on your shoulders. Yeah. But nobody it's said... pressure, isn't it, yeah, on the man? But nobody yeah. ever said, look, put the pressure down, work with life, it will work with you, and it will far supersede anything that you can imagine. Sure. And that's what life is waiting for. It's waiting for us to So awaken. how do you help people with that then? Well, I understand what you're saying. That's okay, so here's the thing. Um, the books that I've channeled are like a live line. They help people on love, work, family, home, um, personal thoughts, feelings. They know exactly what's going on in their life, but they don't always know why, so the books always connect. Um, I've written a book called um, Grave Doubts, 
which um, does well on Amazon actually. Um, it's written by somebody that did die. Um, it was channeled, but while he was here, he didn't understand this. And the thing is, it wasn't until I wrote that book that I realised how many people actually are in shock when they pass over because they're actually still alive. Yeah. But then anger sets in, anger that they didn't know because then they could have left this life in a better condition. Yeah. So that book, Grave Doubt, shows people just how close their loved ones are. And if you're grieving, even if you're stuck in narcotics or anything, that book will help you because it will help you see the threads that run through your life. Um, and the other books are, like I said, you use them like a telephone link. But, I mean, I do one-to-one readings. Yeah, I travel up and down the country. Yeah. How did you I get into talks. all of this and uh, how far back do you... Um, well, I fell into it. Like to. I said, one day I just had this awakening. But mm-hmm. it was born from a need in myself where I knew I was broken again. But I knew I couldn't break because all my life would break. And everything I cared about would fall apart. Okay. I'd wanted to be a good mum. But I could see things coming out in my children that I knew shouldn't be there, given right. their upbringing was so different to me. Yeah. But I also realised that we can all heal. And I didn't want to just be a healer like a plaster. I innocently said I wanted to be the best that I could be. I really wanted to make a difference. Yeah, well, you're very passionate about what you do, that mm, comes through. Mm, definitely. Yeah. But I also realised that God, source, the universe, has been waiting for us all this time to come back online. And that kind of made me sad. And I really felt that. So I said to God, look, I will be part of whatever you need me to be. I will be your voice. But I was innocent and I didn't know what I was asking. Right. And boy, have they used my work. And honestly, we've helped, I say, hundreds of thousands of people now not only come to terms with the life they're living, but begin to live their happiness now as they create a different masterpiece. And it takes all the hurt away. It takes everything away, but makes you so much more that you never even knew that you were. And life starts to work and it responds. And this is, you know, we've never lived in a time frame like this. Who would have thought the world would stop? Everything is upside down and crazy. Yeah. So this within me birthed at the right time to meet all of this to help people as they transition. Okay. And it, there, will really will, there will be two sides. There'll be the side that doesn't wake up and they will continue the hard way. Or there, there will be the side, three sides, one that will be open to the possibility and then the other one that really wake up and really make a difference because everything about us adds to our frequency. Of course So it does, what we yeah. create here, we take back with us and that determines our next life. So all at levels, everything it really is interlinked. Quite complex then. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's not. Life is very No, I mean simple. the healing that you're using is complex. You're yeah. using your books, your mediumship, your readings. Yeah, yeah. yeah your yeah. mentoring. Yeah. So that's yeah. complex. Yeah. It is, but it's easy because I empower people immediately to understand. And as soon as that penny drops then everything falls into place and it's just magic. It's so it's incredible. Perfect. Well, where can people find you if they want to come and see me? So I am up and down the country, but my webpage is www.stephaniejking.com. I am the soulpreneur. I work on levels of the soul. I'm the only one like me. Um, I work directly with the divine and I help you strengthen and work on your connection, but also get your life back in order without really making any changes, just by understanding and it's just so incredible.
So incredible. Well, thank you very much and uh, all the best. Thank you very much. So my name's Diane. This is my event, so welcome. Um, I'm going to be sharing Darshan with you, which is a healing. But I'm also going to take you into a big meditation and connect you with yourself on a deeper level. So if you'd like to join me in that. <laughs> so what I need to do is if you put your feet on the floor, just make sure you're comfortable. Warm. Well, I'm absolutely boiling. And um, yeah, just make yourself comfortable, cosy. My sister, I'm not ordering this in my face now. This is my sister. And yeah, just relax your body. And then what I'd like you to do. It's just closing your eyes and going within your own being. And I, I'm just going to guide you with my voice. So just listen to my voice. And I'm just going to hold the space for you to go into that deep space of meditation. So I'd like you to start with Breathing into your belly. And if you can, breathing in and out through your nose. And as you breathe in, taking your breath down into your belly. Just imagine that as you breathe in, the oxygen is going into your belly. And as you breathe in, pushing your belly out. And when you breathe out, bringing your belly in. So you're taking your breath deeper into the body. It's going to help you relax. It's going to help you to get out of your mind in the best way possible. I'm also going to close my eyes now. I'm going to hold the space for you all. So breathing in and out through your nose, easily and gently. And taking the breath down into your belly. Allowing your shoulders to relax. Allowing your body to relax. Noticing your feet on the floor. Also noticing the space between your back and the chair. And with each breath, just relaxing more and more. Allowing the body to settle, the breath to settle. And I'd like to begin to notice if there's a feeling in the body, a sensation in the body. 
maybe a contraction or expansion, or maybe something we don't really know how to describe it. And what I'd like you to do is imagine that you're breathing into that part of the body where that emotion is, or that sensation, or that feeling. Or, or maybe it's even a little pain, or discomfort, or expansion, contraction. Just notice where it is in the body. Your body will call you to a specific area. And then what I want you to do is to breathe into that part. So imagine that when you're breathing in, you're now taking your breath to that part of your body. May I be happy, may I be free, may I be peaceful, may I be happy. May I be happy, may I be free, may I be peaceful, may I be happy. May I be happy, may I be free. May I be happy, happy, may I be free, may I be peaceful, may I be happy, may I be happy, may I be free, may I be peaceful, may I be happy, may I be happy, may I be free, may I be peaceful, may I be happy, may I be happy, may I be free. May I be happy, may I be free May I be peaceful, may I be happy May I be happy, may I be free May I be peaceful, may I be happy May I be happy, happy, may I be free May I be peaceful, may I be happy May I be happy, may I be free, may I be peaceful, may I be alive. Great start. I put the camp on the wrong place here because I should sort of pull my song over.
So we have sort of added on to each other. So no control. So no control. Anybody ever heard of it? Hello, darkness, I'm free. Come to talk with you again. Cause your vision softly creeping Left it sits while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my head Still remains In the sound Of silence And these things I love to know Streets of Cumberland. If the hero of a street lamp, I do my calling to call the lamp. And my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a real light. Get loud and sore. Ten thousand people living in the room. People talking without speaking. People hearing without listening. People writing songs and voices never shared. Just the You do not know You sounds like a cancer In my words that I might teach you In my arms that I might reach you But my words like silent raindrops To the neon gods And the sun flashed out this morning And the message was for me Said the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls Om Kha Guru Ji Om Kha Guru Ji Om Kha Guru Ji Om Kha Om Kha Guru Ji 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 Om Kha Gu
June and Tom, and you're from Eternal Sea. Of course, you are indeed, and you've just done a set, haven't you? We have, yes. Just done surprisingly on the stage. We thought we were in the wee room up the stairs. So we did we. We were waiting for you up yes. the stairs, <laughs> and you were down the stairs. Yeah, we were down the stairs. Uh, but we caught your set beautifully, mm. and it sounded marvellous. Oh, thank you. God, it so, did. So, uh, did you enjoy it? Well, yeah, no, loved it. Loved it. Yeah, we really just, nice. We just love playing music. It was a nice vibe, it. and your voices mm -hmm. blended real well together. And you, did you have some guest artists on there as yes, well? Yes, uh -huh. yes. Yeah. John Watt, John Watlake on guitar. Okay. We had Tom Shanty on tablas and the bookers and harmonium, and we'd see the Jane Locke on percussion. Brilliant. Yeah, it sounded awesome. Anyway, there was a, the right balance there. We could hear the vocals, oh, that's great. The guitar, <laughs> and you could hear all the percussion. Just we, the right volume. Because we couldn't, we couldn't hear anything. <laughs> no, it was really, really spot on. So, oh, thank you. Um, you've combined there quite an unusual mix, haven't you? Can you yeah. explain about your music? Yeah, but well, well, Tom's a singer-songwriter, and we thought that he was sitting singing some songs one night, more conventional, modern songs, and, and mainly with anti-war. Right. And yeah. um, I did a chant in one night, and then. He did another song and he says, we'll try this with that. And then yeah, we just, we just like sort mix of them together. Mixed them together. Yeah. So You're using mantras as well, aren't yeah, you? Yes, mantras. Yes. Mantras and, and, and works from philosophers such as Rumi. Okay. Or like the meta prayer, using some of the lines from that and creating a chant. Oh, so it's all very sacred as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's it works really, really well, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so, at, at first, I, I was a bit concerned that we were going to offend people okay. by, by, by doing that. By the, mixing the, it. The first, yeah. the first gig we did was at a festival, and it was, it was in a Buddhist, a Buddhist temple. But oh, okay. I thought, oh, no, no. Yeah. Everybody seemed to everybody seemed to like it. They liked it, it, it yeah. So, I think because the intentions come through with, the, exactly. with the love and exactly. the music and the vibration, they can probably feel that. Uh -huh. so. yeah, yeah. In fact, we, we've, we've done this at retreats that we run. At spirit horse and places like that and you know a lot of people end up crying you know with some of the the, the songs and it touches them it touches people's soul and that, it's, it's, that's a healing process for them and that's quite beautiful so we honor that and we're really blessed to be part of that for them as well it's really you know? good so how long have you been doing well first of all from your musical background were yeah. you always doing this, or is this yeah. just something you stumbled? It's about, about a year and a half. We've been doing Eternal Sea for about a year. Just about a year. Just over a year. Oh, right. Okay. About a I year, thought it was longer year, than that. A year and a half or something. Yeah. 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 Um, but Tom's been a singer-songwriter and doing yeah. that for <laughs> a few years. I've played the part of my life. I love singing songs and things. And I've sort of been doing the healing and sound healing for about. Over 40 years. I think you did say that to me years. when we were chatting before, yeah. But yeah, actually, this, this is a new, fairly new thing. This is great. And, yeah. you know, we just created another 
new song there which was Sound of Silence with the sound of the universe bringing in the Omkar Guruji mantra so okay. I thought that was really quite nice nice mixture that was mm-hmm. Tom come up with that and yeah. Great, so what's your, your vision then? So you've obviously, you're musically minded and sound healing frequency. Where do you want to take this? So, so we travel around Europe doing this. So and, you're already and, doing it, yeah. Yeah, we're both retired, so we're free and happy to go and do this. We do it for a lot of charities and a lot of charitable organisations. Uh, we do the vegan festivals. Um, we do the Soul Medicine Festival, Conscious Tribal, um, so we do quite a lot of the festivals, yeah. Shrewsbury Folk Festival. Um, yeah, so, so we do festivals. We also do um, our own gigs and, and sound baths. Yeah. We, do, and we do a lot of sound baths. How did you get into the festivals then? Oh, we do. Well, I used to run a, a festival ah, okay. many yeah, years ago. And then we, I, I know lots of people around the UK who do festivals. Oh, so, yeah. so it was a perfect platform for yeah, you then, yeah, really. Yeah, and I used to do... Um, just sort of sound workshops there, teaching people to use their own voice for healing or that. And so when Tom and I got together, I just contacted all my friends that run these and just says, said what you were doing. You know, and they were like, oh, it's gone from there then, really. And so that's an amazing story. And that's it's just lovely. You know, it's so just really nice. Where are you going next? Where, where's your next gig or your next right, festival? Right, well, the Vegan Festival, Manchester, coming up in what a couple that? of weeks. Oh, right. um, yep, and then the vegan festival in Leeds mm-hmm. as well so they'll be coming up in November yeah. both those dates are in November yeah. uh, then we've got a sound bath the 26th of November for um, this group that we do in, in oh, Renfrew in Scotland yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. then we've got Fort Bellan coming up at is that the one you were telling yeah, me about yeah, yeah. Oh, so can you talk a little bit more about that because yeah. I was really I was trying to explain to Glenn but I couldn't remember oh, all the details that's a fabulous yeah, event this, yeah. this was started up as a, a sort of hand pan get together for people and um, it's just a whole bunch of musicians get together in this fort in near Carnarvon and it's really reasonable because the guy who owns it is, um, you know, into music. Oh, he loves his music. So he totally. just enough to cover the rent, and we just okay. have this huge have jamming session. And he's also set up a stage. It's all the forts now, little cottages, holiday cottages. Yeah. And he set up a, a stage and um, stage room, everything beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, people just go yeah. there and we do the, the jam session in the afternoon is quite quite fabulous. Yeah. You know, really? We we yeah, above yeah. our standard of musicianship. You yeah, know, classical yeah, musicians jamming with jazz musicians, wow. jamming with gypsy so jazz musicians, gypsy musicians, all sorts and world class musicians. Some of them as well. So yeah. that's really, going to be good really for them, good. isn't it? It's, it's great to hear them oh, and just sit back and enjoy what they're doing, you know, and meet them as well. And some of them have been friends for years now, yeah. so we just catch so you up with them, and it's like a you know, social yeah, circle yeah. for you. And if I used to have parties, they would come along, and you know, so it's good. Good fun. The only thing I enjoy as much as playing music is actually listening to it. Listening to it as well, so you get to have a rest and listen to other people singing and playing as well. Great, so if people want to find you, have you got a website? Yeah, www.eternalc.co. Not .com or .co.uk, just .co. .co, okay, that's yeah, the yeah. unusual one. Internal C.co. Um, right. We just started a YouTube channel not that long ago. Okay. We've got yeah. various songs that we played t- today yeah. up on it. On that's that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Eternal C or Tom Grierson. You get it in any yeah, yeah. terms. Right, and are you on Facebook as well? Yeah, Eternal yeah. C on Facebook. Eternal C, that's yeah, yeah. great. Then, well, the place to meet you both and 
Oh, uh, thank you. And yourself. Really, really enjoyed yeah, yeah. what you thank did you. there. It's a yeah. really nice uh, vibe there. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you again. And if you'd like to be part of um, one of our episodes, then we can get in touch with you about that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, then. Nice to meet you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what a fantastic day. As you can oh. see, he's filling his chops. I said no, he's a bit And this one is as well. I've had a flapjack. Well, didn't yeah. somebody once say, let them eat cake? Well, you're certainly doing that. Yeah, he's <laughs> making up for it now. This is a nice piece of Reiki cakey. Reiki cakey? Yeah. From Reiki cakey. Reiki cakey. So we've had a good, yeah. uh, good day, haven't we? It's been uh, really yeah. interesting, gone fast. It has, it's flown, hasn't it? And some of the talks and demonstrations we've been uh, invited to go and attend yeah. uh, have been fascinating. We've learned quite a lot, actually, today. And There's some different uh, modalities as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. the music on stage. They were really good, weren't they? Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, very down-to-earth couple as well. Yeah. We've been in two meditations upstairs as we well. We have. They all look stoned. <laughs> And then frequency one and that is on a whole new level. That was on. That is that has been a. So that tell, was just on tell a whole people new a little bit about it. So, um, I suppose it's almost like he holds the space and yeah. invites Christ consciousness yeah, in. Yeah. Um, and I won't go into a lot of detail because I know that we're going to talk about it anyway, aren't we? But things visually. Things just being removed, blocks just being removed, and that sense of just like when pieces, they were moved, that sense of freedom, and I could breathe, mm. and I could, I felt expansion, um, and just hands. I, I can't explain it fully. It's just you have to experience that yeah. too. Difficult to talk yeah. about, it, isn't it? Unless you're there. But wow, just wow. You're really? just coming back now, aren't you? Yeah. I'm, I'm not back. Cake. I mean, this is soul it's just food. Just to ground you. Ground, yeah, this is this is absolutely. Look at the carrot on there. What's <laughs> up, Dad? This is absolutely uh, absolute <laughs> soul food today. But I feel out of this world. Uh, yeah, yeah. What 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 an absolute brilliant day today. It has been. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So. Uh, we hope you enjoy this episode as yeah. much as we have been here. Like we say, the day's gone really quick for us. We, we probably stopped, what, 15, 20 minutes for dinner? Yeah, not and long. That, that was it. So we went in between the workshops and then we was interviewing people and we've met some, a new soul tribe, I'd like to describe yeah. it today with the amount of people we've met today. So yeah. I think we've met some lovely people. We have. We have. And we've actually managed to get Stephanie J. King today. We have, yeah. And yes, yeah. Such we an in-depth in conversation yeah. that you had. She with was her, channeling, so I had to yeah. interrupt to be able to get her to answer some questions, wasn't I, while she was channeling? Mm. Yeah. Very, Faith, very in-depth. Faith yeah. holistic step therapies. Fantastic, lovely woman, lovely woman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Crystal Well. Yeah. Breath of fresh air. Just, oh, here he is, here he is. Here's, uh, thank you. Come and say hello, come and say bye. Mm -hmm. 
Hello again. Hello, how are you? We've had a great day today. This is uh, yeah, it's been good. We've just seen all the you. new people that we've met. Thank thank you for people. That. That's great. Just having some soul food now. Good, yeah. good. So, so thank, thank you, you very much, guys, for today. I've really, really thank enjoyed you. it, and you're top class. Thank you. You are. Thank you. Thank you. It's been Love a pleasure. you all. I'll see you later. Thank you very much. See ya. Uh, and can... I suppose on that note, then. Yeah. I think we should wrap it up. So take that's, care, everybody. Enjoy. Until next time. Namaste. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening 